0: What a promise to know that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter if you have been through it over and over and over and over, and you have got nothing left, God will always show up. God will rescue you. What a promise. Welcome. If you are visiting with us today, I promise you, you matter. And I promise you, we love you. We are grateful for you and we are thankful for you. And whatever your journey is, just know you are welcome and crosswalk. Know that you are loved. And know that that love really is unconditional. And it's not just the church way we say it. It's really how we try to live who and what we are and the mission of who and what we are at Lover's Lane. And particularly in Crosswalk, we have some of the best people in this service. And you guys are out there watching. Daisha, I see you, baby girl, and we have been praying for you. Deisha had surgery this week, and she is recovering well. And Deisha, we keep lifting you up. Gina Bonner, I see you, a guest from Burleson, Texas, and we are glad you have joined us. Thank you for being with us. And I want to give a big shout out um, to Charlie and Faith. And these are uh, really sweet friends of mine that live in Northern Ireland. And their mom and their dad, Phil and Michelle, I love them so much. But I want to give a special shout out to Faith and Charlie. I love you guys. Faith, I still have my card sitting right in my house and I love it and I think of you every time I see it. But thank you, Northern Ireland, for joining us today. Thank you for being my friend and I love you and we are so glad you're with us. It's late over there, six hours later right now. So it's close to uh, settling down in dinner time. So um, thank you for being with us. I want to also give a big thank you to Reverend Dr. Clifton Howard, who spoke last Sunday. And man, what a message he shared! It was so timely and such a good reminder that the new normal is still the same old normal was powerful and it was a great reminder to me and I hope it was to you and I know it was thank you for all your comments and those that have sent emails and messages we appreciate that um Reverend Dr. Howard is is a uh mentor to me and what an honor it was to have him here um in this week We celebrated an inauguration this week of President Biden, and we are going to continue to pray for him like we have any other president. And we know that 2021, wow, what a time. He needs more prayer than ever. Here we are still in a pandemic. So we are going to lift him up as well. So much has happened that is bringing us to a place of a new normal. But yet the message of Jesus Christ is still the same. This week we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite stories. And in the New Testament this really is one of my favorite stories. And if you have your Bible um, and you, or your phone or your iPad, uh, turn with me to Luke. And we're going to start at chapter 13 and verse 10. That's Luke. Chapter 13 and verse 10. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. That's an important part. A woman was there who had been disabled by the Spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and couldn't stand up straight. When he saw her, Jesus called her to him and said, Woman, you are set free from your sickness. He placed his hands on her and she straightened up at once and praised God. The synagogue leader incensed that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath and responded, There are six days during which the work is permitted. Come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath day. Uh Uh-oh. The Lord replied, hypocrites, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from its stall and lead it out to get a drink? Then isn't it necessary that this woman, a daughter of Abraham," bound by Satan for 18 long years, be set free from her bondage on the Sabbath day. When he said these things, all his opponents were put to shame. But all those in the crowd rejoiced at all the extraordinary things he was doing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So many years ago, um, as you guys know, I I had a career prior to really going into church work in television. And um, for about 18 years, I spent traveling and doing network TV. And one of the most memorable moments in that part of my career was being in Hollywood, Florida. It's beautiful. Anywhere when you get close to the ocean in Florida is gorgeous. Just beautiful. This particular show that we were doing, the governor of Florida happened to be there. The mayor of Miami happened to be there. And a couple of dignitaries that were with us. And two pastors and me. Me. So we go and we do our show and and, uh, we go and we do the fundraiser for the city of Hollywood that we were doing and it went great. And then we all decided to go to dinner. And I loved it because I was just a sponge. Didn't say much. Got up, did my music, spoke when I was supposed to, got down. And I usually just sat around and was a sponge and listened. I was the youngest one sitting there. I think I might have been the only one there with my own teeth. Seriously. But we went into this gorgeous restaurant. The kind that has black napkins so that you don't get white lint on your clothes. The kind where you have to remember what your mother taught you because the silverware just keeps extending on both sides for one place setting. The kind where there are bowls and another bowl and another bowl and then a saucer and then a wine glass and a tea glass and a water glass. It was all there. It's this gorgeous restaurant. The kind where you really, really dive deep into your manners again. And as we, Walked into this restaurant, we sat down like you would any other time. And when we sat down, we had this sweet, very kind, loving waiter. You could tell he was very dapper. Had, I don't even know what you call it, you know, one of those little scrapers to make sure you don't have any crumbs on the table. Ma'am, thank you, Mr. Thank you. All the right words. Your food comes out and it's exactly the way you want it. You cut into your steak, make sure it's exactly the way that you ordered it. And all through the night, and you know when you're in a restaurant like this, it takes a while. Well, I happened to be this particular night with one of my absolute favorite pastors that I got to work with an evangelist that had traveled all over, and uh, he was literally one of my favorite, and I was so excited because I was going to have dinner with him and, and sit and just visit, and you don't get to do that very often. But I noticed that towards the end of the dinner, this pastor friend that I had been so excited about visiting, he disappeared. I didn't know where he went. Waited, and we waited. I had no idea, Don, where he went. He was gone. And here we are, and you've got me and the governor and the mayor and one other pastor, and the pastor is gone. So you think quick. How do you make good conversation? All your communication degree comes out. What do I do here? You do all of that. And still in the back of my mind, I'm like, where? Where is the pastor? And it wasn't long that I decided to get up and go to the powder room. And on my way, I happened to look in a corridor where the waiters would walk in and out. And there was our waiter. And there was the pastor. And in that moment, I'll never forget it because I remember it just stopped me in my tracks. There's our waiter with tears pouring down his face. And the pastor that had been sitting at this table began to just pray over him right in this corridor and prayed. And I just walked over and I just put my hands on both of them and I prayed with them and stood with them with whatever was going on. But I knew that it was a God moment I did not want to miss. It was a beautiful moment in a place that it never should have taken place to some. Later I would find out That the young man's wife had left him for his best friend. I would find out that the young man had just lost his father two months prior. And having a bad day was an understatement when he got divorce papers that very day. A divorce he didn't want, a divorce he did not ask for. But something within the pastor, which doesn't surprise me if you knew him, something within him stopped and knew something was wrong with our waiter. And in that moment, spoke alive to a young man that needed it in ways that we could not imagine. In the middle of this restaurant, where you're not even supposed to sneeze, much less pray. But in that moment, God changed that waiter's life. And in that moment, it changed my life. Because it reminds me that Jesus has an uncanny way of reminding us to be present in the moment. Jesus has an uncanny way of reminding us to be present in the moment. Jesus is aware in this story that it is the Sabbath. But he sees a woman in need. And not just in need, but she has been in need for 18 years. And no telling how many people had walked past her. No telling how many people even maybe spoke to her, but were just like, Well, she's just the same as she was yesterday. Something's off. Something's not right. Jesus is present enough that he says, woman. But then you get further down into the scripture and he knows that this is the daughter of Abraham. Not only does he see the problem, but here's what Jesus does. He sees the person. And then Jesus speaks. And says you are healed. And just like that, this woman's life has changed forever. Her new normal is something she probably never expected. And especially not on the Sabbath. Think about it. You walk in with an illness, possibly mental or physical. And you walk out whole. Now what do you do? Because he was present in the moment and he cared in the moment. He saw the need in the moment. This woman was given a new normal. Sabbath is important. As a pastor, I can tell you Sabbath is extremely important. But you can never dictate when and where and the time in which God is going to choose to use you in that moment. Being aware is so important. And we cannot dictate to God when that will or will not be. For you see, Jesus, (laughs) in total Jesus form, he is not afraid of the aftermath. Jesus is not afraid of the aftermath. Right in the church house, he calls them out for being hypocrites. Basically, every day you haul your oxen out to feed them, but you won't heal this woman that has been sick for 18 years? Once again, Jesus is aware. He's not dumb. He knows there will be a price to pay. The griping and the lurking in the background, those that are unhappy because he did what he wasn't supposed to do, or was he? But he still heals her because it is the right thing to do. Jesus goes from teaching to invitation in an instant. Jesus goes from teaching to invitation in an instant. We are all in a place where we can choose to help someone in need right then or ignore because of what the world may think of it. Maybe what the world might say about it. I'm not sure I could have been my friend that night and just stopped and prayed in that five-star restaurant and, 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 and just did that right there in front of us. I don't know if I could have done that. I would love to stand up here today and tell you, "Oh yes, I would have absolutely have done that. I hope by now I would have. But I would have been way too worried about what everybody around me was going to think. I mean, we're sitting in there with the governor. What is he going to think that I left the table to go pray with somebody he doesn't even know? But one of the things this story reminds me, and if there's one thing you walk away with today, I hope it's this God will always be more about the people than the rules. God will always be more about the people than the rules. God is never, ever going to leave his people. He will never forget about his people. God will always be more about the people than the rules. Are rules important? Absolutely. Rules and laws are in place for a reason. Here's the thing, though. Everyday life And the constant force of what that means can desensitize us from a person and a person's heart. We begin to categorize everything and say, oh, that person's doing this, so that means this. And we begin to put ourselves into a place that we think we understand all stereotypes and everything that's going on in that morning, in that moment. And we desensitize to really what's happened because we think we're present, but we're not. For God looks at the heart and he sees clearly much deeper than the circumstance aren't we all grateful for this because every single one of us every single one of us have been in a place where the rules could have taken us under But Jesus delivered us because He loved us, and He saw the heart. Here is the greatness though, of the story: is that Jesus heals? He healed her, and He is still in the healing business. That same Jesus is still the same Jesus today. Maybe you have been carrying a burden, an illness, or something you have never spoken about for far too long. When Leah sings that song today, I was thinking about, I'm waking up. Can you imagine being 18 years mentally in distress so much so that your life has begun to just bend over? And all you do is look to the ground because there's nothing to look up to. But can you imagine that day that Jesus healed her and she's waking up for the first time in 18 years. She's waking up. He is aware of the burden you have been carrying. He knows the aftermath of what people might say about you. But he doesn't care and neither should you. For God will always, always care more about you than he does the rules. As Clifton reminded us last week, and just like the woman who had been sick, her new normal that day was still the same old normal. Because this is the same Jesus that fed the 5,000 that we talked about two weeks ago. This is the same Jesus that delivered Lazarus from the dead. That's the same Jesus that we are talking about right here at Lovers Lane United Methodist Church. And as we close, as we walk this new normal, may we never forget that God is present. May we never forget that God will heal. May we never forget that when he does, he doesn't care what the aftermath of that means, for he knows the right thing to do. And he will always do that. And may we never forget that God will always be for you. God will never be against you. And no matter where you are, no matter where you are, he will always. Always fight for you. So maybe today you're sitting there, and Desha, I know you were out there and you had a pretty crazy week. But I know that God is healing you. Every time I see Laurel on this platform, it just gives me chills because I know, Laurel, that God has been healing you. And we get to just see it every week. I mean, it's like no big deal around Crosswalk anymore. We get to see these people healed. But we aren't special. We're just his people just like you are. And he will do the same for you. There is nothing you can do, nothing you can do, nothing you have done, nothing you will do that will separate you from the love of God. And because that love is so rich and because that love is so deep, he will never quit fighting for you. Ever.